I do. I think you have the most. Well, I mean, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so you may not well, have a whole lot to share. But you ah. can't let it all go. We cannot let it all go. <laughs> <laughs> we won't have to remove the children from the room, though. <laughs> it wasn't that deep and exciting. <laughs> but I'm glad to share it. Glad to share it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, funny. Yes, indeed. Let's see, let's see. Anybody got travel coming up? You know, we're going away again. Yep, you know I'm going to Indiana. Yes, yes. That's right, you are, you are. All right, everybody. Uh, okay. It's time to uh, put the open in. All, All right, right, Alan. Thank you so much, sir. Have a great job. <laughs> and I'm going to say this anyway. I'll probably get in trouble for it. But as the old expression goes, roll that beautiful bean footage. And welcome to Authors Up, our favorite place to be on Sunday evening. Yes, yes. Hope you've made it your favorite place to be as well as well. I see we got two folks coming in already. Hey there, Linda Cook. Good evening to you, ma'am. And good evening to you, Francina Booker. Glad to have both of you. Don't forget to share. Because uh, we have a very, very good guest tonight. And we have the one. He has a wonderful book. Wonderful book. And I'm sure that it's something that you're going to glean some nuggets from, and we're excited about him being here this evening. Hey there, Ruth and Queen Victoria. How are you? Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. Okay. <laughs> All righty, then. We never know what the Queen is. Yes, and it's my birthday month, and you know what happens on my birthday month? I celebrate all month. <laughs> You've been celebrating your birthday for a long time then, but you're always in celebration. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. <laughs> we don't actually know what day her birthday is. It's just I August. know, that's right. I got the joy of Jesus down in my soul every day. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Come on, hallelujah. <laughs> well, we <laughs> start off tonight. <laughs> But we are glad that you are with us. We know that we have some listeners that come in from other countries, and we are inviting them uh, as well and telling them thank you for being with us. We do appreciate it. We know that you could be doing any number of things on Sunday evening, but when you choose to to sit, spend it with authors up, we try not to disappoint. So yeah. we're going to go ahead and get started, and we're going to start the way that we usually do on Sunday evenings, and that's going to be to tell you a little bit about our weekend review, what the authors have been up to this week. And Victoria, we're going to start with you this evening. All right, all righty, right. I'm just, um, I've been in kind of reset mode, um, thinking about some some uh, new things that are on the horizon. Um, we have been discussing my own show coming up, and um, 
we i think we got a start date thank you thank you francina thank don't you. encourage her francina don't <laughs> encourage her. i'm excited i'm going to be 58 on the 18th and i'm excited about Woo! it i tell you i have no shame in telling the world how old i am because i look better than i feel praise god <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know a lot of people didn't make it to this age and i am i'm just excited about it didn't think i was gonna make it during this COVID when i had COVID, and it was pretty bad and so i'm grateful for um every day god gives me because i do believe he spared my life for a purpose and we're going to talk about that. Interesting you should say that yeah now you were telling us early you had some really exciting news Yes. Something happened today. Yes. My youngest child started a job today. Woohoo! As parents, we always <laughs> love that news. Yeah. <laughs> my baby, my baby is 16, gonna be 17 at the end of this month as well. See, I got tears. My baby got out the car and marched right on in there, started a little part-time job. And I said, my baby has joined the workforce. My baby. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. No, those are tears of joy. Those are tears those of are joy. Those are joy tears. <laughs> yeah. That, those are, this was long overdue. I'm so happy to see this day. Tears. And if you anybody knows what's, what's been happening in my life with this particular child, I'm just excited that they wanted to do it. They applied. And the first place they actually applied, they got the job. So that is so, so encouraging that my baby is forging a path in this world and, and starting to discover their purpose. Hey, hey, all right. All right. I love it. I love so it. I'm just, I'm all right. I'm all right right now. Okay, I'm gonna let y'all say what happened to your week because I'm, I'm really got tears in my eyes. So it's time to move it on over to somebody else because I'm, I'm just, I'm just full. I'm full already. Okay. You done? I'm done. You done? <laughs> okay. Well, my news isn't as ex as exciting, but I went to visit my youngest daughter yesterday, and so she is going to be a senior in college. Decided last year at some point because she didn't tell us that she's going to take up weight training. Um, and she joined a and she was in a competition yesterday and we're sitting there watching her. This child is 125 pounds lifting 135 pounds. Like it's absolutely nothing. She's a beast. She went all the beast. Oh my God. She went all the way up to a hundred and almost 90 pounds, 190 pounds. Wow. I watched as two men had to reset the weights in between, and this was just the women's competition, in between each person who got up there, they had to reset the weights. And it was funny just watching them dragging the dumbbell across the stage. And here they are, they're picking it up like it's like absolutely nothing. I'm like, wow. So yeah. She was I thank you for sending this for sending the, the videos because if you all have never seen Ruth's daughter, she's a little bit thing. I mean, she is the yeah. tiny thing. And to she lift, tiny. lift that that weight. I forget what that second category was called. It's um, called clean and jerk. So you have to get it up to your shoulders and then above your um above your head. Head. And, and she then got it go up there, like and then she threw it back down like it was a, a potato chip and walked <laughs> off. It was like a drop the mic moment. And, then, yep. just, and she just walked off like, yeah, y'all see that? All right, bye. See you later. <laughs> she is really something. And that, that was a joy for me, too. I enjoyed watching exactly. that. Our baby. Yeah, exactly. These yeah. are our babies. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that was a proud moment for me. Good, 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 good. Uh, yeah, I know you've got you had you a special baby week. Do some things this week. What what happened? Yeah. Week for you. I went with Lynn. Lynn is a paparazzi consultant. Jewelry, jewelry, Lovely. jewelry, jewelry everywhere. Yes. Um, <laughs> 
But I went out to, uh, uh, traveled with her to her convention, her business convention, and it was in Vegas. And I had not been to Vegas for a very, very long time. So I was, when she told me last year it was in Vegas, I thought, I'm going. <laughs> All right. I can't go to the convention, but I don't need to. I'll just come to Vegas. <laughs> just to be there again. And needless to say, from the days that I went, it has changed very, 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 very wow. much. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting away. I enjoyed seeing uh, just being in a different atmosphere and in a different environment. And and just to, to be in an atmosphere that was so charged. I mean, these ladies are serious about their business. And some of them partner with their husbands, and they're serious about their business. And it was it was just delightful to be there. Uh, Jazz went with us, and you know she got to take some, some pictures. She's studying photographer, and she got to take some pictures. So it was awesome. You know, I have to play the slots a little bit. I won't share share my news about my wedding, uh, but um, I won't retire on them. But uh, <laughs> I know, I mean, you came back, so exactly, you know, exactly. She's on the show with us, so she didn't want to be in But actually, today was a better uh, a better day than the entire week. Some of you uh, may or may not know, but I'm transitioning from uh, a leadership assignment at church, mm-hmm. and it is in a department uh, called Connections and. I have been in that department in some way, shape, or form uh, uh, for 20, 20 years, probably wow. a little years. And um, had made the decision that um, uh, it was time. It was mm-hmm. just time to move on. And I have no idea move on to what. So our our author's book. Yes, <laughs> yes me uh just not you know just not knowing and and uh somebody said what are you going to do next and i said sometimes you can't figure out your next until you step out of your now right that's right, so right. to see what god that's has a word. for me and uh what he wants me to do and okay. they surprised me with a little um going away I don't know what to call it. It's just a little gathering and, and said some very, very kind things and gave me some things and gave me some flowers. And it was just it was just nice. And I, I will while I will miss them terribly and miss the responsibility uh, of that department, I I am excited about making a turn and making a change and and uh, just seeing seeing what what God has in store because he's he's done some amazing things for he's me. He's got some work for you still to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was good. It was a good day. It was a long day, but it was a good day. And okay. I'm just glad about it. There's Erica. Hey there, Erica. Hey, Erica. Glad to have you tonight. Let's see. Angie has joined us tonight. Hey there, Angie. Oh from South Carolina that you in the house as well. Are we ready? That was mine. That was my weekend too, and I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen this week coming up. So the How about week that? <laughs> on Sunday again. But for right now, Victoria is going to tell us a little bit about our guest in the house tonight. Yes, yes, we're excited about this book. Hand over to you. All right, here we go. <laughs> Jaquan Klein a native of the Midwest, has spent several years seeking to advance those within his community and local organizations. Jaquan is driven by the opportunity to champion change in any sphere of influence that he encounters. Over the last few years, he has committed to developing training workshops that tackle everyday questions we ask ourselves, such as, what is your purpose? Jaquan enjoys spending time with his wife as they are actively involved in ministry and many other local endeavors within the Dallas community. He and his wife happily reside in Dallas, Texas. After this short break, you will get to meet our guest for the evening, Jay Klein, where we will talk about 
his important book, What Is Your Purpose? We will be right back. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? <laughs> Welcome. Yes, yes. I'm glad to be here. Thank you all for having me. Of course. Of course. We are happy to have you and we are excited. We're going to get started. We're going to jump right in. So your the title of your book is What is Your Purpose? Yes. Um, tell us about it. Yeah. So, um, First of all, I feel like the word purpose is a buzzword. You're all familiar with that term, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> and I think the problem with buzzwords is uh, they're great for a time, they're exciting to talk about, and then they're kind of forgotten, right? So I think um, that's something that was quite a conundrum for me because no one really has like a 12-step plan to purpose. It's just right. something that we're always in pursuit of. And so I think when you uh, internalize it in that way, you can breathe a little bit better. Uh, so for me, when I started writing, what is your purpose? Um, it was a very tumultuous time in my life. Um, full transparency, I think at this time of my life, I was, uh, I had been put out of college. So I was on like academic probation. Um, and I, I was living in a really rundown part of the community. Um, and you know, I think I had like a failed relationship, um, everything that could hit someone, you know, in their youth, I was experiencing it at that current time. And so I think for me, um, purpose felt more like something that I had to perform rather than experience and live. And so, uh, yeah, that's what started the process for me. I won't get ahead of myself because I got a lot of uh, great things that I want to touch on, but I hope that that um, at least gives a better synopsis of what led me into the writing process. Okay. All right. So, so everything's going wrong, um, mm -hmm. for lack of a better, uh, way to say it. What right. finally went right? That dream Well, life was lifing as, mm -hmm. as some, <laughs> as I've heard before. Um, I, I can't say that there was like this epiphany moment, just to be honest with you guys. I think a lot of um, writers have the luxury of experiencing that, and that wasn't necessarily the case for me. Um, what I can truly say was a motivating factor was my relationship with God. Um, now, I know that, you know, that's not the story for every person, right? Some of us have had very poor introductions in, into what it looks like to be a Christian or just a person of faith, right? We've had people hurt us or um, kind of betray our trust in a way. And so for me, I did walk through that. Um, there were leaders that I looked up to that um, I think had negatively impacted me uh, out of traditionalism and more so things of that nature. So I think when I got to know um, just who Christ was on my own and really see like, oh wow, it's a welcoming nature that he has and he's not so much hung up on um, me missing the bar, right? right? And mm -hmm. made it more uh, palatable for me to say, okay, I'm gonna make some mistakes along this journey um, and let me just start this thing. So when I kind of had that moment, um, I was writing and it was nonstop. Um, I, was, I was going pretty strong. I had gotten back into college. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to go to college anymore while I was writing the book because I just felt so fulfilled in that process. Um, told my parents, my parents was like, boy, no, you're going to finish college. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I was in, you know, in a rock and a hard place because I felt that I was doing something that actually gave me uh, value 
right? And so I associated the value as my purpose. Um, we still aren't there yet, but I think that that's an aspect of what we're all hoping to feel when fulfilling purpose. Um, and then I hit a hard stop, I want to say 2018, 2017, 2018, because I met my lovely wife. Um, and, you know, all my focus was like trying to pretend like, you know, I had life together <laughs> so that I didn't lose this amazing woman. Uh, all jokes aside, um, I just, in, as you all know, preparing for any uh, long-term relationship can, it can involve all of you. Um, and so I didn't write my book for about another two years. And then my wife, uh, I remember one day driving on the highway, uh, she said, make me a promise. I'm like, you know, what else? You know, I just gave you my whole life. Like what? No, I'm just kidding. Um, and she goes, uh, promise me that you'll do two things. Um, one of the two things that she asked me to promise was that I would finish the book. Um, she said, you'll finish what you started. And so for me, um, that was encouraging because it showed me she believed in the process. Yes. Um, I had already given credit to God for like giving me the idea. And literally none of this book came from me. It was all Holy Spirit. Like a lot of these concepts I would write and then have to walk out, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was really um, challenging in that regard because a lot of the times most authors position themselves as an expert of a particular topic. Mm -hmm. Whereas I was experiencing through the writing journey. So um, it really gave me a unique perspective and it showed me who I should lean on in the process. Uh, but yeah, that's how, I know that was a bit winded, but I hope that gave a amount of clarity. That was perfect. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So all in all, how long do you think from start mm -hmm. to when you wrote the, you know, the end part, how long did that take you? You know, okay. I would say in total, probably like two years straight to just write okay. the book, yeah. but the entire process, maybe closer between three and four years because there was such a pause mm -hmm. in the writing process. So yeah, but all, all throughout the entire journey, I, I would say like, sitting down writing intentionally for sure i was about two years yeah. okay so let me ask you this because a lot of our um you know we we also focus on the writing process itself and i i i've yeah. had people come up to me and say okay well what do i need to do you know i've got this idea you know and, and the thing is more often than not it's you're gonna find time to do what you want what is important to you so, yeah. you know, what what did you have to do to finally finish the book? You know, did you have to get up in the morning, you know, stay up late? You know, what, what was your process? How did you finally get it done? Yeah, this is the magic question for all authors, aspiring or current, right? Yep. What is your game plan for doing what you're supposed to do? Um, I think, honestly, I tried a couple of different ways, right? So when I first started, uh, I was super ambitious and I was just writing for hours at a time whenever I was inspired, which I think most authors, that's like their first journey that they take. Um, after the pause and then being not only a husband, but a father, I realized that I have to schedule things into my life. Mm -hmm. Um, it really was very helpful when my wife allowed, and I say allowed because, you know, husbands, you know who run the relationship, but um, <laughs> she allowed me to have an office. And uh, when I when I had the office, I think it just gave me a space to where I could say, okay, I'm going in here to be uh -huh. productive. Um, yes, it was a great like escape sometimes mentally, but I think uh, when I decided, and I, I don't know where the, I was looking for the notebook, but I literally, um, as we all share, we like to write all the time. So mm -hmm. I had taken a notebook and I literally wrote out, I will wake up at this time. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and so it took me probably three days to really start living by that uh, schedule. Mm -hmm. I was ambitious. I don't know if everyone is going to do this, but I was waking up at 5 a.m., and then from five to six, I was having some devotional mm -hmm. time and prayer 
And then from six to seven, I was working out, seven to eight, prepping for work. I worked for the entire day. And then right after work, I went into writing for an hour. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard that once you hit, you know, over an hour, you kind of plateau uh, because your mind is just elsewhere, right? And so I think that every writer should kind of, it's like preparing for a marathon. You know, you want to have some time where you're running each day, maybe walking. Um, and I would encourage people to start at like the 30 minute process and go from there. Uh, what made the writing process easier for me, uh, and I'll end here, is I would say um, writing out every detail that I wanted to answer. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've, I've encouraged every person that's come to me and say, hey, how did you write a book? Well, just write the questions that you're going to prompt yourself with. And it's really, really easy from there, in my personal opinion, because um, most writers just get caught up in how to tell the story, but they don't know what questions they want to answer. Right. So, yeah. so that's really good advice. Yeah, so, um, now your mother is also an author, Gunita uh, yes. Klein. We had the pleasure of having her on our show our first year. Yeah. Um, now this is a first for us. We've never had a mother-son duo. Um, but what's it like sharing that talent with her? Oh, uh, man, that's an amazing question because I, I don't think that I quite internalized that until this moment. So uh -huh. first of all, per publicly hearing that announced, um, that is quite a, a grand um, privilege to experience. I think in a lot of ways, um, my mother and I connect uh, so well in, with our talents and so mm -hmm. it feels more natural than anything you know and and it's not something that you notice until someone else vocalizes it yeah. so it's great she was really um her and my father were like just as impactful as my wife um i would say the awesome. people that that actually helped push me a step further right after my wife were my father and mother because they came and they said hey we want to finance the process so at that point, what excuse do you have? You know, um, I don't think every author is in that position. So if not, don't be discouraged. Um, just get the book done. Like the publishing yeah. is the least painful process. It's the writing um, that, that is most strenuous of all. So yes, sharing that gifting with her, I think it showed me that it was tangible. Mm -hmm. That's And so I was drawing from that the whole time to say like, wow, like we already have an author in the family. Um, and then, if anything, by the end of the process, it encouraged me to let her know, Mom, you need to be more vocal about your book. Because um, I think sometimes, what, and I don't know if you guys can attest to this, but like it's done now, it's, you know, fleshed yeah. out. And, you know, and so I kind of just find myself <laughs> not talking about it or shying away from it if someone asks me. But yeah, so I, I don't want either one of us to let that go. No, no, absolutely not. And I think that I think that is the part that I've struggled with with a lot of my authors because you got I mean, you've done an amazing thing. Yeah. You have. And mm -hmm. your mother did an amazing. She's got an amazing book. And yeah. Andrea's done an amazing thing. And so has Victoria. And I think we need to let the world know. So yeah. That said, I am glad that you were able to join us on our show today because you need to let the world know that you wrote an awesome book about yes. purpose because we need to know what our purpose is. Yes. So yeah. I'm going to hand you over to who, who, who wants to go next? Victoria? <laughs> Andrea? I don't know what is wrong with us tonight. Uh, I don't know. You guys, come on. I'm just you know, look, look. Before, <laughs> the, before we went live, Jay actually did something that no author, no guest has ever done before, and he stumped all of us. We all got quiet. So <laughs> congratulations. You continue to do that. So all right. I'm going to go. I'm gonna all go. right. There we go. There, there, are, uh, there are a couple of things that that um first of all i i i loved it and and it is something Thank that you. um 
as as we said before we even went on the air and you mentioned it it's purpose being a buzzword but purpose seems to always be on our minds you know am i doing what i'm supposed to be doing I'm doing what god wants me to be doing and you know where is am i most productive and what's my passion we always have all of these these questions but there there are a couple of things and two things that i want to uh, to go into, and I think I'm going to start with the second one, then if we have time, I'll go to the first one. Uh, but in the book, okay. you, you talked about five pillars of purpose, five mm-hmm. pillars of purpose. Yeah. Self-worth being one, influence mm-hmm. being another, courage, mm-hmm. identity, and legacy. Mm-hmm. And while I think all five are very important, I want you to pick one one of these five and kind of dig a little deeper for us. So worth, influence, courage, identity, and legacy. For sure. You know, um, so for me, I know the cheat code to all five of these pillars, um, being that they are intertwined. I'm just going to say the first one will be the one that I would delve into more self-worth, right? I think um, we internalize so much right because we have to remember we're created in god's image image and his likeness meaning what we have the capacity to create where does the creation process start here mentally right so when we look at how god fashioned the earth it started with his words so he had to have a strong concept of who he was in order to execute and so i think a lot of the times we wrestle with validation from the world about who we should be and not even from just a spiritual perspective let's just make it simplistic because i want all of our authors to be able to consume this when you don't understand how you identify it's really hard to complete anything in life anything and so um that is a concept that i believe if you don't understand that you can never really fulfill purpose because you'll be perpetrating so there's a part in the book where i also mentioned counterfeit right and the reason why i love counterfeit um as such an appropriate word is because you hear the word counterfeit and you automatically think oh that's something like a spot but a lot of the times it is not right it's something that appeals to all of your senses in the same way that the real thing would right it's just a here now solution when you're looking for a long-term solution and so I think a lot of the times we settle for our self-worth with counterfeits because it's a here and now solution. And, and uh, it's a daily reminder. I think uh, self-worth causes us to um, walk through a level of honesty that uh, is almost painful um, because real vulnerability is being able to identify I'm exposing myself, but I don't give people the power to make me feel less of who I am. And um, I think that that is uh, such a huge, huge point that I really had to go through. Um, I was reading this verse in uh, Galatians um, chapter three, I'm sorry, Ephesians. Uh, and it's in the very beginning. It's, it's a statement that we've heard so many times, but go past so quickly. Um, in verse three, where it says, this mystery was made known to me by revelation. Um, that is such a simplistic sentence, but it, it really just helped me look at life in a different way because Paul made it clear through that one statement that God was revealing something to him that was new and undiscovered, right? And isn't that what it feels like when you really get to know yourself? You learn aspects about who you are that you didn't even know it's new, it's undiscovered, it's a revelation. And that could be a year, 12, 15, 20 year long process right where you don't necessarily reach the end of that before your time is up and so when you have that perspective you really realize that self-worth is um, a better understanding of how to navigate you know and and so um, that's something that i would i would always challenge people to dive into a bit more um, and really ask yourself the challenging questions do you like who you are do you know who you are? Do you understand what identity is? You know, because all of those things are compiled. You know, that's how that people that have, you know, uh, a false view of self-worth, 
they're probably a lot quicker to position themselves um, in a place of influence because you want to prove to others that you are something that you're, you're probably feeling a void about, right? You might put yourself in a position to perpetrate. And so um, usually I feel like people that have a, a general good sense of their self-worth might not always be as vocal because, you know, they're they're very uh, composed and understand who they are. And that's not all the time. Some people are just quiet because they don't want to fail. Um, <laughs> but I'll pause there because I'm True. not sure I sparked spark some thoughts. That's good. That's good. Yeah. The second thing that I wanted to ask you about, and it's a term that, that I, I really liked when I read it, it sparked something, and that was mm -hmm. being a serial starter. That's what you call serial starter. How do we stay out of becoming Ooh. a serial starter? Tell us what. Tell, tell us your thoughts on that, because I know that's going to shift some things for some folks. I think that that really takes a lot of unpacking. Um, I'm very big on just addressing the elephants in the room, so it's very obvious that I'm a brown male. Uh, and that being said, I think a lot of the times, um, just culturally, we pass down things that we don't realize aren't necessarily um, the best of habits, right? Just mm -hmm. historically, we're known to be late to places. We're, we're, we're known to talk up a good game and maybe not back it up, you know? And this isn't just for Black people. I'm just identifying with my experience in life, right? Mm -hmm. This could be something that all races share. But I point that out to say, um, I think starting something is something that you have to have witnessed from someone close in proximity to you yeah. um and a lot of the times that starts in the home and so i think uh that is a concept that i had to really part ways with as far as um we get so excited to talk about being the first to do something because we don't see a lot of great successes in our family so it's like, oh, you know, I'm the first to write the book. I'm the first to go to college. I'm the first to do such and such. And while that's exciting, just because you did something, there is a completion process. And uh, when my wife said to me, um, "You need to promise me that you finish what you that you would finish what you started," it really showed me, like, oh man, I'm failing in a lot of areas here. Um, and failure is not a negative thing, so I don't want to discourage people because we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to fail. Um, but I think what has helped me complete tasks and not be so much of a serial starter is uh, seeing what I can manage on my plate. Uh, I think a lot of the times we have such a drive to be ambitious, like I said, because of our history and where we've come from. There's so much that we want to accomplish because we feel like we're overcompensating to a degree. And I think that millennials really struggle with this a lot because, you know, we, we're doing life so different than how, you know, our parents did it or how um, the previous generation before them did it, right? And so a lot of the times we get motivated uh, and, and really want to pursue a direction that we haven't necessarily walked down or prepared for. Right. And we take on all of the process of not wanting to look like we're being drowned out by things and that's so unhealthy and um when i got to a place of realizing like okay i'm just gonna do really 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 good at this book and that's okay to just have one thing on my list um i think that that showed me okay the completion comes when you practice completing one thing at a time and starting what you can handle so uh, me, I'm, I'm a really involved person. I like to be around people. Uh, my wife is, is a lot better at managing like her social media, right? Where she's like, all right, I had enough for the day. And I'm still in the lobby saying bye for 20 minutes and she in a car, you know? So I think that that comes out of my heart to not want to let people down. Um, but I also think that, that, that there, there's a performance aspect of you that you have to really address as an author, because I think real authors, um, and I utilize that term to say people that are actually caring about the quality of their work, you want to leave your audience um, with some sort of answer to whatever question you're positioning before them. And so I realized that I can't really give people 
an adequate representation of what it looks like to complete something. Um, if I'm just encouraging them to start everything, and you might not be able to handle all of that. You know, you guys have this amazing podcast, but it's because you're sharing the responsibility collectively. And I think being comfortable with saying, okay, I'm sharing or I'm partnering with someone and it doesn't take away from what I'm actually completing. It, uh, you know, it, it really helps you. So yeah, I agree with what Leah just said, one thing at a time. That's right. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Okay, thank you, thank you. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Good nuggets, Jay, good nuggets. Uh, okay, Miss Victoria, I'm gonna step step back and let my, my turn, my turn now, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody also, they know what I'm gonna say, my tag. Get the book, everybody, because this conversation is not by any chance. Ah, Victoria is freezing. There, now, we got you back. Not again. So rude. That's so rude. <laughs> I said, get the book. Let me get the book because yep. this conversation is not by any means a combination of um, what the book is about. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm, and, and I just, I, you know, it may seem funny, but how old are you? How old are you? I'm 28. <laughs> yeah, stop. <laughs> stop, Victoria. I, I, my point in asking that was that you, you are just, you have an old soul. I tell you, and God has clearly has his hand on you and he has his hand on this book. And you are you you just presenting and showing such a maturity about this thing called purpose that I know God has hand on, has His hand on you. And um, you. where is your church? And what's the name of the church that you preach <laughs> at? Because if you're in the Dallas area, I want y'all to go to visit Him's church. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, our home church is Social Dallas. Um, Pastor Robert Madu uh, leads the church. I'm sure many people have heard of him. He's um, a great communicator uh and yeah it, it has been it's been such you know a pleasure to be a part of the ministry um i think that it has really uh just challenged us to to be social um one yeah. thing that we say a lot at the church is when you say yes to jesus you say yes to being social yeah. um and that's so true yeah. right because we look at who jesus was he was an orator and so you can't you know, effectively communicate the gospel if you're not willing to talk or spark up a conversation. Amen. So I think that's where it starts. And yeah, it, it, it's been great. It's downtown. We, we're meeting in Gillies, um, which is in the heart of, of uh, Dallas. And, and so I encourage a lot of people to go out there. Um, my wife and I currently, we just relocated to Austin um, three weeks ago. Because wow. of, yeah, work has brought me down here, but we're going to be heading back to Dallas um, this time next year. We'll be back. So for the time okay. being, we're virtual, but right. that is where our heart and our home is. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. One thing I loved about the book is, is a couple of lines, but what stu stood out to me is that a career is something that you choose, but purpose is something that is given. Purpose is what we're designed to do but a career can be what I what do I want to do? Can you talk about that for 2.5 minutes? <laughs> you are my notes. You are my notes. Over here. <laughs> um, you know, I would say uh, we all struggle with crisis. I know that's a, a odd way to answer this question, but um, I think that crisis is something that's important for us all to acknowledge, right? Whether it be midlife crisis, mental crisis, career crisis, or just uh, whatever it is. Um, and I translate crisis to stress. So mm -hmm. you cannot determine stress for one person, you know, and, and yourself. It's gonna look different in every individual. And so I bring that up to say, um, I think a lot of the times, whatever stressors we're experiencing prohibit us from uh, healthily engaging with the path of purpose that's already been engineered for us. Um, purpose is something that you can never erase uh, but it is something that you cannot fulfill. And wow. so um, the best way that I simplify purpose is it's just simply obedience to Christ and whatever he's leading you to do. So it's going to look different in every season, right? For example, in one season, it was to write the book. 
now in this season, it's to share the knowledge with people, right? Man. And to maybe be a gatherer. Maybe it is to sow this into the lives of people that cannot afford it. That's something right. that I would encourage authors to do as well. Um, and also a great piece of advice that Ruth had given me, um, uh, I think it was via text or email. We, we've had so much communication, I don't know mm-hmm. when, but that being said, um, yeah, I think that it's realizing purpose is uh, the overarching theme, right? But it's going to come with missions. So there's an analogy I use in a book where war is the main topic, but mm-hmm. war war includes missions, right? So I have to complete this mission, and when that's done, I move on to this. And sometimes this mission could be five years long, and this mission could be 15 months. And so I think um, once we once we like really internalize okay purpose is something that i'm always in pursuit of and it's not necessarily complete until i leave this earth and that's when you're like wow okay i don't have to complicate this thing to a degree of translating it to oh, okay i gotta be the best mother for my kids i gotta be the best husband i gotta be the most um, top level corporate exec those are great things that might be a product a byproduct of you walking in purpose but that is not your purpose. And so I think sometimes um, that's something that we have to talk ourselves out of a lot uh, because it's so easy uh, in our humanity to find value in whatever we're completing on a daily basis, right? So um, I tackle that idea and a few others in this book. And, you know, I just want people to understand that um, purpose is so much more broader than what we have limited to. Amen. Okay. Uh, Would you tell our listeners your cash app because they need to put it on <laughs> <laughs> where they can get the book and how they can get in touch with you? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, man. Um, so you can get it on Barnes and Noble. Um, you can get it on Amazon, which is, I think, been the most lucrative way for people. Mm-hmm. And, and literally, it's just typing in what is your purpose? Question mark. Um, and I believe it's like one of the first things that come up. So the Amen. book looks like this. Thank you. you Thank that. you for showing that. I always um, ask that anybody have a copy of the book. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, so if you see that blue cover on Amazon, you know, if you want a personal copy uh, signed, you would have to order directly from me. Um, but, you know, for now, get on Instagram and type in planned purpose. Uh, and then you'll find my, you know, author Instagram, or you can get on the internet and go to planpurpose.org. Um, so I do speaking engagements, seminars, and, and other training and coaching uh, workshops where a lot of this curriculum and other things that I've created um, are available to the public. All right. So, yeah. Do you have another book in in the makings? I wanted to ask you that. Yeah. I do, I do. Yay! So be on the lookout for that. Um, <laughs> that book is already titled "The Dig," um, and so you know it's uh, geared towards motivation um, and and how we can actually find uh, the gumption to pursue our purpose. All so, right, wow. all right. Thank you so much. I I could ask yeah. a little bit more, but I know we run out of time. So I just say from the bottom of my heart, your your book really has helped me a lot. And I, and wow. I thank you for being here and thank you. Just thank you. That's all I can wow. Say. Wow. Thank y'all. I really appreciate it. I said it earlier, guys, that, um, you know, as an author, uh, even a communicator, this is for everyone. Sometimes we get um, paralyzed by the audience we want to reach because we think that it's supposed to be massive. Uh, but even if you just reach one person, mm-hmm. you've accomplished that. Um, yes. Sometimes... Yes. God wants you to reach one person, and that person might reach millions. So world. you you are still doing the same thing. Yes. yes. That's right. I like him. I like yeah. him. <laughs> I think one of the uh, one of the joys that that we have in doing this program and being able to uh, share the work of of new authors and and people who may have been authors for a long time is when I see comments. Uh, that say, this is helping me. 
Yes. applicable because it is so easy to read good things and to get nuggets but it's more important when you can use those nuggets when you can yeah. apply them when you can put yourself in that situation and say mm, yes yes you know I, I get that I understand that is one thing that you said uh interestingly enough which is something that we're getting ready to to go through a little bit and that's talking about the game plan you know, having a game plan and having strategy. And interestingly enough, when I came back, you know, from Vegas and I was telling uh, my, my co-host, you know, if there's some things that I've got to be intentional about, there's some things that I need to, to, to do some goal setting about. So when I heard you say that and heard you say strategy, I thought, yes, you know, oh, 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 good deal, good deal. Thank you. Jay, thank you so, so much uh, for being with us tonight for your book. Thank you for following the advice of your wife and (laughs) that promise to finish it uh, because many, 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 many people are going to benefit from it. I guarantee you that. And this has just been a joy. Uh, Again, thank you so much for being with us here on Authors Up. Listeners, look, you have enjoyed the experience of hearing Jay Klein talk about his book. Share it. And you know we have a replay on Saturday evenings at 7 p.m. If you uh, know of somebody that you want to pull alongside and say, you know, hey, I want you to listen to this with me. Maybe it's somebody that you've been working with. Maybe it's somebody in your family, but whoever. You know, this is not just for the writer in you, but it is anybody, anybody can learn and glean uh, from the nuggets that Jay shared with us tonight. And we are definitely, definitely appreciative, sir. That's all. Thank you. Much success to you. And we expect for you to be back when your next book is complete. So you can the journey with authors up. (laughs) We really, really appreciate that. And if you would hang on for just a minute after we close, that would be great. Everybody, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Uh, Avery asked for the book title. The book title is What is Your Purpose? What is your purpose? Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's all. I think we caught most of, the, most of the comments there. Thank you again, Jay. Thank you again, listeners. Thank no you to those who are, are coming in from out of country and, and listening to the show as well. You know what we are going to do next week. We're going to be right back here at 7 p.m. And you know, you've already got it on your calendar. I can feel it. I can feel it. it. You already got it on your calendar. Come back with us at 7 p.m. next Sunday night because you never, ever, ever, ever know what is going to happen on Authors Up. So have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you right back here next Sunday night at 7 p.m. Good night. Good night, Good night, everybody. Good night.